You may not know this, but the hymn that we just sang was written by two men from born in Jacksonville, Florida. James Weldon Johnson and his brother Rosamond uh, Johnson were both born here, and it was sung for the very first time at Stanton High School over a hundred years ago when it was segregated, not the current one downtown, but another one, uh, which is in the center of town, performed by the choir at the segregated Stanton High School. Just to let you know that uh, there's powerful words in a powerful way. Let's pray together. Gracious and holy God, we ask that you speak to each of us this day, speak to all of us, and may we be both hearers and doers of your word. In Jesus Christ we pray, amen. A visit with my grandson who lives in Virginia always begins this way as I get out of the car with his tiny little five-year-old hand he grabs my hand and pulls me across the yard yelling, come and see, come and see, come and see, we've got to go see this, come and see. And across the yard we go, through the house we go, out the back door we go to look at the bugs and the leaves and the wonders of creation that he has unearthed since the last time I was there. I think of that story when I read our scripture for today. It is not the one listed in your, in your uh, bulletin. And if you read that one, you'll know why. Uh, and I invite you to come back and hear what Bill Hoff has to say with that someday about that texture. But today we're in John's gospel. And John's gospel from the very first word is trying to help us get in touch with an epiphany. Get in touch with what it means when there's a moment of insight and sudden revelation that we hadn't experienced. John's gospel begins with all the come and see, come and see, look, see, saw. There's a lot of seeing, a lot of looking, a lot of hearing in these, this very first chapter of John's gospel. And if we look back, if we take a minute and look back at the gospel readings for the last three Sundays, and they've been from the different ones, Mark, Luke, and, and now John, if we look back, what we see is a series of epiphanies. This is epiphany season. We are in it big time in the church. And so we are experiencing Christ. We are looking into Christ. If you were here on the 31st, we talked about when Christ was taken, when Jesus at eight days old was taken to the temple by his parents, very faithful Jewish people, to receive the blessing, to receive the blessing. And he encountered, they encountered Simeon and Anna, prophets in that temple. And they took the baby Jesus, and they looked into his face, and they knew they had an epiphany. They knew that this was the Christ child, the Messiah, the one that they had longed to know and see, and they had fulfilled that in their lifetimes. And then last Sunday in the gospel, that gospel was about the baptism of Jesus. We didn't hear that one here, but it was the gospel lesson for the lectionary was the baptism of Jesus. And John the Baptist, who was Jesus' cousin, had not seen him, didn't know him, but knew that he was preparing the way for him to come. And we celebrated the baptism of Jesus last Sunday, was that? 
John saw the dove descending on Jesus as he baptized him, and he was aware suddenly that this was the one he had prepared to help others find. This was the Messiah. This was the Jesus. He had an epiphany. And so this Sunday, this Sunday, we come to John's gospel and we hear him saying, look, look, come, come and see. Have your own revelation, have your own insight. And John continues to write through the rest of his gospel, not as directly as he does at the beginning, come and see, but he tells the stories that draw us in and make us face Christ and hopefully have our own moment of insight and our own moment of revelation. So listen, today's scripture may be it. If you all jump up and go, whoa, I will know that you've had your epiphany. Or you can sit quietly. Epiphanies can be quiet. Listen for God's word for you. This is John, the first chapter. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, follow me. And now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, we have found him about whom Moses and the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus, son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nathanael said to him, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, come and see. And when Jesus saw Nathanael coming towards him, he said of him, he is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael asked him, where did you come to know me? And Jesus answered, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. Nathanael replied, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. And Jesus answered, do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, very truly I tell you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the son of man. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. I must say, I kind of giggled out loud when I first read this and watched Philip and Jesus. Jesus goes to Galilee and Jesus finds Philip and says to him, follow me. And what happens next? He hadn't followed him. He's run off to find his brother Nathaniel and tell him what he has just seen and what has just happened to him. And you've got to wonder to myself, I said, if Jesus had said to me, follow me, would I have taken off to come find you all and say, hey, look what's happened. We need to take, we all need to go and find Jesus. I don't know. That was sort of an interesting and perplexing and kind of humorous moment because I don't know what I would do. But Philip takes off because he's had an epiphany, and he wants to share that insight, that knowledge with his brother or with his friend, Nathaniel. And so off he goes, and he finds Nathaniel, and he shares what has happened to him, and he says, this is it. This answers the law of Moses and the prophets. He's the son of Joseph of Nazareth. And then 
Nathaniel says words that have become terrifyingly poignant in this last week. Nothing good comes out of Nazareth. Nathaniel asks, again, the same question. Nothing good comes out. Why are you telling me this? Nathaniel goes into that judging mode. Nathaniel, who's a student of Hebrew scriptures, is not buying this epiphany of Philip's. But Philip doesn't argue. He doesn't argue. He does what we all should do. Say, come and see. Come and see. I'll show you. I'll show you. Philip stays vulnerable. And he stays open to engaging about Jesus. And so he invites Nathaniel to come. Because sometimes for all of us, for me, I'm a visual learner. I have to see it to believe it. I'm not from Missouri. But I do believe that sometimes I just learn better if I can understand it by seeing it. So Jesus then, if you heard the text, Jesus sees Nathaniel. He sees him coming his way. And in Nathaniel, Jesus sees a man of truth, a man who speaks from his experience. He speaks his truth, not deceitful. And Nathaniel says to Jesus, how did you get to know me? How did you get to know me? And Jesus said, oh, I, I saw you under the fig tree. Now, that's a code word for us. We have to understand this fig tree thing is code for a teaching moment with rabbis and their disciples. They usually taught under a fig tree. And so Jesus is saying, oh, I saw you studying the scripture. I saw you studying the law of Moses. I know who you are. You're a man of God. And at that moment, at that moment, knowing that Jesus knew him so intimately and knowing that Jesus knew the passion in his heart. Nathaniel says, Rabbi, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Nathaniel got it. He had his moment of epiphany. You know, when, when Philip first shared the good news of finding Jesus, Nathaniel was not able to hear Philip because he was so busy judging Nazareth. And then Jesus sees him and experiences him. And in seeing and experiencing Jesus, Nathaniel is able to see a new truth, a new truth for his life, an epiphany. And he worships Jesus. But Jesus doesn't let it just sit there like that. Jesus pushes. Jesus says, Do you believe because I saw you studying and I was aware that you were studying? Or do you believe because you know who I am? And he said, if you think you're just, Jesus says, if you think you're just beginning to get it, just wait. You're going to see the heavens open and you're going to see angels ascending and descending. It's going to be incredible. It takes us back to Genesis. It takes us back to Jacob's dream on his stony pillow and the ladder, Jacob's ladder, and going up and down of the angels. And even Jacob said, surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. Our first epiphany. So when 
Daniel, when Nathaniel, when Nathaniel drops his fear and his prejudice and his separation from everybody, all of a sudden the energy of love and grace and worship begins to flow through him. For me, what has happened here is exactly what happens to so many of us on our journey of faith. We get blocked. We become suspicious. We project our prejudice on situations, on people, and we miss the moment. We miss the epiphany. We miss the realization of seeing Jesus, of hearing Jesus in the other. On one of my trips to Haiti, I was sharing in a morning devotional with our Haitian driver and our Haitian security guard interpreter for the day. And as we talked, I couldn't believe their witness to hope and future and their trust in God and their love for Jesus Christ. You know, I couldn't imagine how they picked their heads up off their pillows and got out of bed every morning to start another day, a day that was going to be tough, a day that was going to be filled with hunger, a day that was going to be dirty, a day that was going to be defeating at best, nothing good. Nothing good. I ask, how do you do it? How do you do it day after day, hurricane after hurricane, mudslide after mudslide? And at that point, the uh, the earthquake had not happened. And the young man turned to me. He looked me hard in the eye. And he said, I see you. I see you here. You are here, present to us. And we know that because you are here and present to us, we know that we're not alone in this world. And we know that Jesus Christ knows just where we are because you are here. I was projecting my own hopelessness on these people, my own fear, my own insecurity about how their day would go, different than mine would go. And here were these faith-filled men witnessing to me, sharing a deep portion of who they were, and it was an epiphany for me. My projections of Fear and separation dropped, and I could feel a strong bond and connection happening between us. And it was like the heavens did open and the angels began to descend and ascend right there with us. And we looked at each other and we embraced each other and we laughed and we cried because Epiphany is like that. The deep abiding love of God comes in rolling laughter, and it comes in deep tears from that place that God touches deep inside of you. 
They had shared their vulnerability and accessibility. And in it, they had wedged in my heart forevermore the epiphany of the presence of Christ in the least expected of places. Friends, in this time of epiphany, be open, be looking, be listening, be vulnerable. Come, come and see, come and see. Blessed are the eyes that see. Blessed are the eyes that see these God-powered turns in the world. Amen.